Struggle. I'm Nick Watson. And I'm Bree Watson. We have a special guest today, Laura Ann Harris. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, Laura Ann is a, I don't know now, now that we've had, yeah. we just talked about how you're moving down to the States, or you want to move down to the States to be with your husband. Yes, I am. So how yeah. do I bill you right now? Immigrant. Well, Immigrant. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, like, I'm, I guess I would put myself as a theater artist. A theater artist. That would be, like, So you paint theaters. I do paint theaters, <laughs> yes. Like watercolors or uh, landscape. Car- charcoal. Theater. Oh, actually. <laughs> yeah, charcoal. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just, I, I wear too many hats, so it's just like... You do, you do wear many hats. It's yeah, a hat on so a hat. It's a hat on a hat on a hat. Oh, multi-hat. Yeah. Multi-hats. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to remember how we first met. Yeah. I know, and <laughs> it's either a... through Jill or through I... Sherilyn. It might have been Sherilyn, to okay. be honest with you, because because um, I feel like I saw you do some shows in the in the John Candy box. Okay. And so it was just from that. Okay. But then also through Sherilyn, I think. Right. Yeah. Because you directed Sherilyn's show. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. So you're a director. Yes. Among have... them other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, how'd you get into, what's, uh, I, what did, what's your, how'd you get into directing? Well, um, so it was 2008 and a friend of mine asked me to direct his solo show. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say. It was it was not his solo show. It was T.J. Daw. Do you know T.J. Daw? He's a solo artist, fringe kind of phenomena. And my friend really wanted to do his first solo show, which was called Tired Clichés. So my friend Alex uh, Eddington asked me to direct it. So I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. And, and then, you had never directed before that? No, right. no never directed I'd mostly just been a solo performer, writer, and people had seen my show, so they're like, oh, if you do a successful solo show, you must know what you're doing, oh, and you okay. should be able to direct. That's, like, not well, true. Did you have a director <laughs> so, direct you for your solo shows? Yeah. All yeah, right. no, it's not as if, like, I self-directed. Like, it was just really hilarious. But, you know what, like, I think part of the reason why my friend Alex asked me to direct his solo show is because he, he knew TJ and I were friends, and that I understood his you know, his kind of motif. So that was sort of the reason that it kind of skyballed from there because other people saw that solo show that I directed and were like, oh, I would like you to direct my solo show. And then I just started directing after that. So, yeah. So what what goes into directing a solo show? I would like so to know. So, see this point in the center of the stage. Stand, Stand there yeah. for about 90 minutes yeah, and project. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think part of it is that, like, I mean, a, a lot of that is that. Um, but I also think it's this kind of interesting conversation with the performer and the audience, right? So You're like the first audience in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, this works. And Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're having a conversation in the show with the audience. So what does that look like? What do you want from the audience at certain parts in the show? What are you trying to put out there? What do you need from them? You know, all of the above. And also that sense of play, like that sense of playing with the audience and fucking with them and, and also, you know, taking them on an emotional ride, right? right? Like especially with Sherilyn's show, I think she has some emotional moments in the show that kind of you were a little surprised about. And so you as the audience are going on that journey with them. Mm-hmm. And ultimately a lot of my solo shows that I've directed have been pretty emotional. <laughs> the cat's on my lap. Um, yeah, have been really emotional. I, I directed a show um, about bipolar disorder called oh. uh, Psycho Bitch. Uh, and it was very satisfying because I would get everybody in the audience to cry by the end, like weep, and I oh, wow. loved it. <laughs> um, I would like sit back, like really kind of like like, like laughing to myself, being like, I, <laughs> I've done it I, again. I did it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, and that was a beautiful show. And um, yeah, so I think it's ultimately about, you know, making sure, making sure the performer feels comfortable enough, too, in front of an to audience. To open up, yeah, because yeah. a lot of the stuff they share is very personal. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, I can, sp- so anyway. I can speak to Sherilyn. I mean, she's a journalist by first training, right? So she and I worked a lot on just feeling comfortable on stage. Right. Yeah, and that's, like, I've worked with a lot of non-actors, or, they're, like, acting's their secondary skill kind of thing, so... 
yeah so it was it's fun to do that kind of work one-on-one with somebody and how did you get so you're here in toronto but you're not from toronto no you're from bc Mm -hmm. whereabouts in bc victoria british columbia victoria so how did you make that leap yeah i always kind of knew i was gonna move to toronto and then everybody else moved from victoria to toronto like years later was it like the acting community you mean like yeah so what did you do in victoria i was i initially when i graduated from i graduated at university of victoria Okay. And what did you study? Uh, it was, it was theater, but like specialty in acting. Oh, okay, so, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, well, I guess there's loads of acting jobs in BC, I Vancouver, mean, and stuff. Yeah, film and TV definitely. Yeah. I mean, like theater is eh, not like, so much. Not so much, but I do actually love that scene out there. Don't get me wrong. Love you, peeps. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't want to down my peeps, but um, uh, yeah. So I, I kind of always knew I was gonna to Toronto like I would make these periodical visits uh, and I love the city so I moved out here to kind of check out the scene and yeah I've been here since November 2008 cool yeah and what was what was the first sort of stuff that you started working on when you came to Toronto uh, when I first moved here I don't know if you know uh, Deanna and I'm totally gonna butcher her last name Palazzo Palazzo yeah Palazzo yeah well now it's Dalzell Right. Yeah. Um, so I met up with her theater company, and her theater company is totally escaping my mind. But she did these really fun little play reading series once a week where we would just meet at Second City, actually, and read right. a new play and give feedback. Because she used to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Oh my God, I can't handle it. Um, yeah, so I, st- like, you know, when I first moved here, I didn't really know anybody, and, and somehow I got connected to her company, and so I went and I started meeting people through that. Cool. And then I did Bad Dog, like, immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I did Bad Dog uh, Improv immediately when I, I did all four levels or whatever when they had it. Were you improving back in BC? I... I was doing sketch comedy. Ah. There was not really that much of an improv scene at the time, but there is way more now. Like, oh. it's kind of an right. unfortunate. I was just going to book the train tickets for <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy that there... I didn't know there was that much of a sketch comedy community in uh, BC. There's this one troupe. Uh, so I was part of this uh, sketch comedy troupe called the 30 Cent Players. Okay. And uh, our big claim to fame is that we were on CBC's... Um, it was a show called... So you think you're funny? I don't know if that's still <laughs> I on. Don't I don't know. So. <laughs> Doubt it. Well, maybe in Vancouver or maybe in BC, rather. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, and then there's this other troupe called um, Atomic Vaudeville. Okay. Who they did Legoland, the play, and then also Ride the Cycle in the musical. Okay. They're really innovative and amazing and ugh, so good. <laughs> um, I worked with them a little bit too, so that was that was fun. So I was I kind of was mostly doing like variety shows, sketch. Okay. But, you know, you get to a certain point in the scene in Victoria where you kind of, like, I kind of reach my ceiling a little bit, and I want to try something else. I just, And I knew Vancouver was just too close to home. Okay. I just was like, this feels too much like Victoria for me, so I'm going to try Toronto. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, so I, yeah, through, like, the theater community and then through Bad Dog, I just started to meet people. So one thing led to another. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so when did you decide to do your first one woman show? Well, that was in Victoria. In so Victoria. yeah, I, um, oh my goodness, I guess this kind of goes back a little bit. So I started writing plays in second year university. Oh, cool. And, uh, it was awesome. We would go <laughs> across to the mainland and we went to Chilliwack, which Ooh. was hilarious. <laughs> like I think about it now and I'm That's like, what? Fun name. <laughs> like it's just just ridiculous. It smelled awful there. Uh, anyway, what? Why? Just like manure. Uh, just uh. manure. It was a manure city. <laughs> um, but uh, so every year I would go back. So I I did three shows. Um, do they have like a festival or something? Yeah, it's like this directors festival. Ironically, <laughs> they still have it there. I mean, it's funny. It's called a directors festival, but yet a lot of new plays happen there. So it was mm. really random. Anyway, it was great because it was kind of my first foray into like producing. Uh, my own stuff outside of school. So I did three shows, and then the last show I did was Pitch Blonde, which is my solo show, and that's about Judy Holliday during the McCarthy period. Ah. She's a notorious, dumb blonde actress 
character actress uh, from the 1950s, and she was a raging communist. Well, basically, they they accused, accused her. her. Oh. Yeah, and she played her dumb blonde persona in the courtroom oh. to n- avoid naming names. Oh. oh, so I found the transcripts and I adapted the show. That's so cool! Oh my yeah, god, that's taking fun. clown to another level. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. They they people say that it was her best performance. Right. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So I d- so I did this like kind of workshop production at this festival in Chilliwack, and then I did the tr- uh, the Victoria Fringe. And I mean, I'm what, like 22, and it's my first fringe, and it, it it did really really well, and it it uh it was kind of it was shocking actually, and I was wasn't anticipating <laughs> that at all. I mean, I just graduated from university, and I mean, I'm doing my this own solo show. <laughs> no, it was like it wasn't like I I really had no expectations on yeah. how it was gonna go, so it went really well, and then so I toured it, and I've cool. been touring it. I still did it like I did it last year. I did one night. Um, and, yeah, so I've been, you know, touring off and on for seven years or whatever. Well, How does that work with something that you've written? Do you have to, like, file it somewhere and get it, like, hmm. Like, if somebody, if somebody wanted to do that show. I know. I, I think I need to. I need to publish it. Okay. Because it's getting to the point now where I should probably give it out to somebody else. It's tricky, That though. sounds like that, that could be a really good script, especially for, yeah, like, there's movements right now. I'm thinking Susan Sarandon's yeah, stuff pushing for yeah. women directors. Right. And yeah. Yeah. That's a strong female character. You're playing up with, uh, like, sticking it to commun- uh, to McCarthy, but yeah. also playing the role of a dumb woman and playing yeah. with gender. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like the... it's custom fucking made. <laughs> it's pretty that. great. I mean, I'm, yeah. Definitely tapping into zeitgeist. Like right. Yeah. Where we're going, in, in media anyway, or in, comedy certainly well oh definitely yeah. i see bernadette from third rock in the sun i mean wait <laughs> third what? rock no. in the sun no, <laughs> third wait. rock in the sun no i mean big bang <laughs> oh you just admitted <laughs> to all of our listeners that you're a big fan of the big bang theory and I now we've summer. delegitimized our podcast <laughs> all right oh, okay <laughs> uh, jokes but yeah no uh so yeah i love i love doing that show i still love doing it but it's it's just a matter of like yeah i need to kind of look into to uh, publishing it Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, it's done. It's it's been a great show. I, cool. So that was your first. That was my first solo show. All right. And it was a. I felt um, yeah. Even now, the script where the script is at now, I just feel really strongly about. Yeah, I just I just loved that show. I loved what I wrote. I mean, it was certainly a little bit more. I think it's a more adult piece. It's the most adult piece I've ever written. Okay. And yet, I wrote it when I was twenty-one. 22 so yeah it's crazy so sounds like a great idea i like it yeah what happened after that i so yeah i i wrote another solo show this was about um in this case about my great aunt or or like yeah distant distant relative uh and her bouts with alcoholism but i did it in a clown character cabaret style in which she's telling her life story but through like a cabaret act right yeah it was that I like. I have so much fun doing that show. It's just a very prop heavy show. Okay. And I don't know if I can tour it, pro- like without being at like a curated festival. Like Fringe is like it's fifteen minutes, right? So, I I just don't. It's not enough time. Right. So yeah, I I did that in Quebec. I did it in Regina, Saskatchewan, and I did it here twice. Cool. So yeah, yeah. And then I'm working on a new solo show, although it's not. It might be a three-hander kind of show about uh, millennials finding work, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> the struggle to find work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I've interviewed a couple subjects. I'm, kinda, I'm kind of going back to, like, the pitch blonde sort of idea of verbatim theater a little bit, verbatim and fictional. So doing a little bit of, like, verbatim theater, which is just, like, kind of documentary style. Where you, is that like, like you're reading the transcript? Exactly. You're performing yeah. the transcripts, I guess? Yeah, like, you interview somebody, and then you kind of splice together their oh. interview okay. and, and perform it. And then also, from those monologues, I've decided to, like, have jumping-off points for fictional monologues yeah. and stuff. Or, like, dialogues and stuff like that. So, yeah. It's been good so far, but it's such an early stage. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
And how long how long does it normally take you to like write one of these shows? Uh, that's a good question. Because I'm I'm also a playwright too, so I write other work. Um, like I don't know, Pitch Blonde took like about a like six months. I I could see myself writing a solo show in about six months. Okay. A full play, <laughs> years. Like oh, I'm still yeah. working on one. So how and many plays like, have you written? Sorry, I'm just like bombarding you here. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I've written four or five. Cool. Four plays. Yeah. Yeah. Nick and I tried to write a play this year for mm-hmm. the Short Short Play Festival. Oh, it yeah. Was, it was I, rejected. I enjoyed I, it. I was rejected, too. Yeah! Reject Club! <laughs> they uh, wrote me a really nice response, though. Like, I... And then since, since I had it read out loud... I kind of was like, yeah, I need to do a bit more work on it. But yeah, <laughs> but I literally wrote that in like maybe a week and a half. Yeah, we, Ours is know, a 15 so... minute dick joke. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But like, clever. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I, yeah, anyway, I, I didn't get into that festival, but you know what? Yeah. There's, there's like so many short exactly. play festivals that. We could just start another one too. What, a festival or a play or. A or festival bo- that features our dick play. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dick fest. Dick fest. Oh my god. How is that not a thing already? <laughs> uh, it sounds... Oh, is it? It, it, it probably is a thing. Is a thing. All right. It's yeah. called... Everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> right. a dick fest. Yeah, okay. <laughs> is that what you want to do? You want to write plays and perform in your plays? So, yeah. That's, like, the big question yeah. right now. Okay. It's like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> um, Great. So that's why we have you on the podcast. Um, we gotta I figure th- it out tonight. Yeah, that's right. Right. Okay. Before the awesome. music gets here. <laughs> it, it's kind of one of those things, you know, like I, yes, I would love to perform and act in my own plays till the end of time. That's not a song. I just made it up. Um, that's great. But. Number one hit. But at the same time, I also have this really, I, I really am. Um, I love hearing other people do my work. Like, I get a real weird joy out of having other people say my words as yeah, well. Yeah, that's it's pretty like, cool. It's like all of the above, right? So, yeah, I mean, and I'm kind of starting to forlay into making film, and so... Yeah, that's right. You worked on that project with Jill this yeah, year. Yeah, and that was great. I, I mean, I've never... Uh, she spoke so highly of you. She's I know, like, she's so oh, sweet. Laura was my best. Art. Anyway, it was she was That's your Jill? Yeah. That was a terrible Jill. <laughs> it's more, yeah. yeah, I don't even know why I did this like head wave thing. <laughs> this Jill doesn't do that ever. She's very still in her in her delivery. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, that really opened my eyes to the pen- potential of doing short films. Well, apparently you just submitted own. that to TIFF. I know. That's crazy. I think it's great. I think yeah. perf- like I mean, why not? Right? right. Like, mm. who cares? Uh, submit to everything. Like, yeah. honestly, like. What do you got to lose? I mean, it, they don't, luckily their submission fees aren't terribly high because right. right. they know. So it's great. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, so yeah, that's the big question mark. I mean, I was trying to do like this year, this year and a half, I was like, okay, I'm streamlining just to writing. Okay. Like I'm just gonna, you know, yeah. <laughs> but like it that's always. That's a writing sound effect, Nick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every day. Like, when you write. Yeah. 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 No, it's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it never works that way with me. No. Like, it's just like, I literally, like, it's just opportunities come my way and I can't say no. Yeah. You know? And, cool. and I just, I, I just think in, it's not like back in the, back in the day. Back in the good old um, days. Where like my teachers would say things like, well, if you're, if you're not just an actor, then what the fuck are you doing with your life? You might as well quit now. Uh, and I go like, what about That's Cindy? the worst math teacher ever. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I think about people like Cindy Pollock, you know, or the director actor and Woody Allen. Like, I think about all these male figures or like Carol Burnett or whatever. You know, who did so many different things. Something was revealed to us. Yeah, we just had a bomb dropped on us. (laughs) That part of your play. Which play? Your first play? Uh, My first uh, full-length play. So that, like, was the first play with multi-characters. So four actors, four characters, yeah. And it was set. Partially set. Like, the character... (laughs) uh, Like, is from Welland, Ontario. What? (laughs) 
Yeah. Why did you Why? Yeah. I wanted it to be somewhere outside of Niagara Falls. Yeah. And I wanted it to be, I don't know, from what I (laughs) gathered from my friends. Oh, here we go. (laughs) It was a little, like, there were some rough patches to Welland. There are some, definitely some rough patches in Welland. I want to be outraged, but I can't even fake it. Yeah. So, I... Yeah, that was really, like, I wanted to place it somewhere where, you know, you're close enough to the falls, but because you're local, you don't go to the falls anymore kind of thing, or you're kind of disillusioned by the tourist circus of the falls sort of thing. Um, I still go, though. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, but not to Clifton Hill. The falls themselves. I do. I'll bring people to to Clifton Hill. Well, no, you're right. I don't, whatever, there's a good pasta pizza there. (laughs) I take people to the midway. Yeah. Right. I And so, for me, it was just... Okay, so, also the other thing was... And, I mean, I don't know if it's true of Welland, but this is kind of true of people that I know from... Oh, Victoria. Oh. Um, <laughs> this sort of sense of a woman who's been sheltered for a lot of her life and doesn't come out of her shell mm. until she moves away. And uh, There's some there's some that in Welland, I bet. Is Victor- yeah. Is Victoria, Victoria very Victorian? Yes. Yeah, like yeah. pretty English? Pretty like British. Of... Very British. Oh, British. Okay, so. Yeah, and I, so for me, it was funny because when I, I wrote the play, a friend of mine's like, I don't necessarily <laughs> see this character being, you know, in her 30s. I could see her being, you know, much older. And I was like, um, have you been to Victoria? Wow. Like, and it was, it was kind of a, a comment on women who, who don't are, who, who are just very, like, sexually inept as well. Like, ah, kind of, like, cl- like a little bit uncomfortable with their sexuality. There was this girl, when I was in high school, <laughs> well, I guess high school is still kind of young, though. Yeah. But we were talking about sex came up in, in some English class. Right. And uh, she was, like, we were in OAC, so, like, 18, mm-hmm. 17, 18, like, adult, mm-hmm. adults, basically. Yeah. yeah. And at some point she was like, ugh, sex is icky. Yeah, yeah, no, I kind of, I got that sense. Those were even, her words. Anyway. I mean, like, did everyone look to her boyfriend and was like, sorry, dude. <laughs> I know, she sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I I, was hanging out with my friends, uh, friends in Victoria, and the topic of sex came up, and we're all in our 30s, and one of the people had had a baby and was, had a baby and was uncomfortable talking about sex. What? And I was like, what? <laughs> and um, wow, like so for me, the entire yeah. process has been gone through at this point. Yeah, like what? What else yeah. do you have to be afraid of talking about anyway? I mean, some people are very private, but I just found like I just I, I found it very telling, and right. so mm-hmm. I I definitely mirrored that character off of my own experiences and also from what I heard about Welland. Um, yeah, so it's funny. Because whenever I think about Welland, I think about that character, and it, it's kind of a warm thing for me. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted it to be somewhere close Did to the falls. Did you go to Welland? I haven't been to Welland yet. I think we might have... No, we, we didn't. a road trip. We should have a road oh, trip. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I do have a lot of the, friends the only, from there. The only so. downside is it's improved a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, totally, totally. So, yeah. Is there, like, a lot of mention of Niagara Falls in the play? That that's why it had to be... Yeah, there's um, a line, one, one a friend of hers that she meets, she's like, oh, seven such wonders or some shit, which I really enjoy that line. Yeah. So, I just, I just liked talking about... When you think about Canada, like, Niagara Falls sometimes comes up. Oh, you for know, sure. So. I think it used to a yeah. lot more than it does, but yeah. Yeah. For sure. Huh. Yeah, well, it used to be the honeymoon capital of the world. Yeah. I stuttered there because I was going to say Canada, but then I was like, no, the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. What a small world. Small world. We tried to write a TV show about Welland. Yeah, oh. we were really green on that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that. Those the promos were terrible. Well, it's not that we were green. We just, we don't have any of the equipment. We didn't have a huge cast. We didn't have anything. Very, anything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We were just trying to do it very, on the cheap, very mm-hmm. low budge. Mm-hmm. We didn't have, uh... The luxury of a good director. Or... Right. right. Do you have like a day job or do you, are yeah, you like no. fully sustained in your art? <laughs> no, thank you. No, I, I definitely have a day job. Um, and I, I have a great day job actually. I work cool. for Mervish Productions in oh, their cool. box office. Oh, oh that's I cool. Love, so I love, I love cool. 
yeah, I love working there. People are great. It's a very flexible job. It's 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 a great job. I I have benefits. Like I can't oh, nice. I cannot complain about this Joe job that I have. I mean, and and I often like do you get yeah. to see the plays for free? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time I do. A lot of the time <laughs> I do. You should get mad by that. <laughs> that was jealousy. Pure jealousy. Yeah. Cool. No, I've had I've had great. Uh, like I, it's funny because um, I may be yeah. I, I hopefully I am moving down to the states to be with my husband. Love you, Chris. Aww. I know he'll be listening. Um, we'll have and... one listener in the U.S. Yay! <laughs> um, We've infinitied our number. <laughs> but yeah, like part part of the reason why I would be sad to leave Toronto is because of my job. Like I, I like mm. really like working there. It's it's um such a fun environment. And there's a lot of actors and playwrights right. who work there. I mean, it's, right. you know, it's it's just come to the territory. And um, a lot of people have to go on contracts. They go to do shows and then they come back. That's good that they're flexible like that, though. Well, Super flexible, yeah. And it, it's, I don't know, like, I, the Mervishes are just a really wonderful company to work for. They're very generous. They're, yeah, they're they're great. Like, they really do treat their employees well. Um, yeah, so it's it's a great place to work. Highly recommended. <laughs> yeah, but um, is there a theater in Rochester? Yeah, there is theater in Rochester, Wait, not so much Syracuse, in Syracuse. Right? Yeah, Syracuse, not yeah. so much in Syracuse. Unfortunately, there is one. Wait, where are you going to? Syracuse. Sy- yeah. Why did, all right, Rochester. Creep I mean, Rochester, Rochester would be great, high. but okay. Syracuse, uh, Rochester. It's about an hour okay. away. I'm in like I would have to take a train or whatever, but yeah, um, Syracuse has one theater. <laughs> But it's a lot like Massey Hall. Like, it's okay. kind of like a cool concert venue slash theater venue. It so. would have been on, like, the, not the vaudeville trail or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. I think so. Yeah? Yeah, it probably would have been. So it's probably this gorgeous 1920s kind of thing, I think right? it is. Yeah, I think it is. It's, it looks What's gorgeous. What's the one in Buffalo? Is Shea. it O'Keefe? Okay. Yeah. O'Keefe's is Toronto. It's now the Sony Center. Okay, right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was Shea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have some beautiful theaters down there. Like, so yeah, there's yeah. definitely one in Rochester because that's yes. where I saw Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, you <laughs> did? Okay, yeah. cool. Was it an old theater? It was a yeah, crazy oh, theater. Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it'll be fun to kind of work in that environment as well if I can get a job there. Knock on wood. <laughs> oh but, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, but um, but yeah, no, I uh, I'm excited about the change, but at the same time, it's been it's been a good time here. Yeah, but I've like. The only time that I could have maybe sustained as an artist was when I was fringe touring. Okay. Um, That's but pretty impressive, though. It is great, but, like, the thing is, you know, you don't know what you're going to get, right? So it, exactly. it's one of those things where I kind of, like, look back and I'm like, where did all that money go? Mm. Like, really, honestly. I'm like, what the heck happened there? All the coke. Fringe tent? I could have been. But it, it's just funny because, you know, yeah, yeah, it's... It, that could have been the only time, but at the same time, I know people who say this to me, and I laugh and laugh and laugh. They're like, oh, I'm going to just uh, do a friend show to make some money this summer. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like, what What do you think that's going to do? Like, it's, and, and I know, I know the downside of doing a friend show. Yep. I've, I've done, like, some friend shows where I've really maybe broken even, maybe not even broken even we for so, sure did a friend show that did not which <laughs> which were which friend show uh we went to montreal and winnipeg montreal i love you guys but like not a great fringe no because they're no. competing against so much other stuff in montreal there's just for laughs and it's you know a lot of the other stuff in montreal is free so it's like yes Ooh, why, yeah i actually have to say my favorite montreal experience was seeing a free show there you go with a naked mermaid. <laughs> it was really fun. Mm. Yeah, it that was really, great. it was really highly memorable. Like <laughs> I, I bet, yeah. It was, it was. It actually inspired like a potential screenplay of called Night Montreal, where mm. like somebody's looking for this girl who he like met, and he's trying to reconnect with her. But he goes and through all this. She's a topless mermaid. Well, yeah, but like, um, no, she basically he goes through the streets of Montreal and like all this crazy stuff happens. Yeah, because Montreal's kind of a it's, crazy. It's place. a crazy yeah. place, and that's what I wanted to like show that to the world, mm-hmm. but like heighten it a bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, 
No, I, I could talk a little bit about my favorite fringes. Yes, please. Can I say? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Edmonton's the best ever. I've never gone, but I'm told that it's the best. <gasps> I'm told the it best. goes Edinburgh, Edinburgh, or Edmonton. Yeah, Seriously. I mean, mm-hmm. I would never go to Edinburgh because it freaks it's me out so huge. much. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm like, a little bit overwhelmed by a lot of crowds. Like, okay. I would be so overwhelmed by Edinburgh. But, is I mean, it spread out nicely, though, or is everything I don't know. Crazy? I think it's pretty Well, crazy. you know how big the town is. Yeah. It's, it's not very small. big. It's yeah. not very big. No. I mean, there's 1,500 shows. Oh, my God. That's Plus, so they have this thing called the Free Fringe now, too. Uh, hi, hi. Why would you go? If you, I guess it's fine if you're already there. And no, you, it's if, well, it's I for think, international touring, oh really. That's the reason why you do it. But Well, like, on, on Sundays, they have free shows, and it's, like, publicity for your show. For your show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, wow. Yeah, Edmonton's the best, though, okay. in Canada, for surezies. Wow. And why is that? I just, it's really fun. Like, okay. it, I mean, uh, okay, I will say this. The audience are so jerks. <laughs> Sorry, Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> kind of jerks. Like, I've never had such, like, a negative response <laughs> to, like, audience before. Oh, jeez. Because they, they do this thing, or they did this thing, I don't know if they do it now, where basically your show's there, but then people can comment. Oh, man. And I got, like, the nicest comments in the world. Like, this one woman was like, I just really didn't like the wig. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) If you want to spend $400 in a wig, which I did, be my guest. (laughs) Be my guest. Um, Yeah, it was awful. Um... It was really awful. Like I was like, I and I like I couldn't have cared less about like actual reviews. Right. I really cared about that petty comment. <laughs> well, that's um, funny that you mentioned that. Oh, I keep bringing Jill up again because yeah. just because the two of you are still yeah, yeah, yeah. fringe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was like, yeah, somebody. I guess somebody called her like that was it. Somebody called her a bitter shrew. Oh right? yeah, somebody, yeah. That's why she. Uh, but show. it was on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just didn't like her yeah. show and you went to Twitter to talk about it. And she, oh, but wow. she cared more about that tweet. Yeah. Like, that upset her more than, like, anything else she got in any other context. And that's why I don't tend to read reviews, to be honest with you. I, I don't really care. I, I did have one reviewer, though, in Toronto, like, ask me to read the review, and it was lovely. Right? That's weird. So, why would... Well, he, anyway. I wrote a great thing about you. Yeah, well, no, maybe, he just, right? no, basically, no, but he did say, I just want to make sure that this helps you get people at your show. Oh, okay. Who that was, was the reason. We'll have to know who it was. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It was uh, John Kaplan from Now Magazine. Oh, cool. He was such a sweetie, sweet pie. <laughs> um, he's a really lovely man. Like, totally, you're going to, like, the whole theater community is going to be really sad when he retires, so, because he's such a great reviewer, very thoughtful. Um, There's but been yeah. some like controversy in the city about this uh, yeah. about this reviewer. Not for now. Oh, is she for, she for um, Blood Star? Yeah. No, Blood Blood Teal. Yeah, I think I don't remember, but she went to see a couple like comedy shows. Oh, and just, it's like it's like you. Like, I don't know. Like at the, she reviewed the show where John Richardson got a tattoo. And she oh, was kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. well, that noise on the side was kind of distracting. <laughs> but it was what? Getting, no, was getting it, was like, that, no, but it was like that kind of style of, of criticism, what? you know what I mean? It's so <laughs> stupid. So it was just like, she's like... No, I didn't hear anything like, about that, though. Mantown. It's like, it's kind of like the biggest deal in the city. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, you it's didn't weird. Like, oh, well, that's you're getting your criticism chops by taking down the biggest. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, but I don't know. It might just not be your thing. She might be a bit more highbrow than, like, the, I don't actually Why find Why would them... you review the, an improv show? Then, actually, you know? to be honest with you, I love those guys, so I can't yeah. really talk about that. But um, can I also say... Yes, please. Winnipeg is, the, is a great fringe, too. I had a lovely, like, opposite reaction. The audiences were too kind. <laughs> they were I too got kind. a really bad review in Winnipeg. Oh, no. well, yeah. That's okay. Well, I, I have a question about that. Okay. So did they review you in Montreal? And then did you... That might be it, right? Like, I that think... fucking stupid system. Yeah. If you hear me right now... Don't review somebody the first fringe they go to. Yeah. Like, that is stupid. I'm yelling now because I get really <laughs> mad about that. A show evolves. Yeah. There's no reason to review somebody who does their first show versus their 20th. Yeah, like, I think it's, like, we've so gotten... crazy to me. I think the way it worked is, like, somebody who yes. worked for yep. Winnipeg's yep. review, whatever, if it was yep. their newspaper or whatever, had seen the show in Montreal 
didn't bother to see the show in Winnipeg and just wrote the review yeah. based oh, on Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and you're exactly. Like, well, and these things aren't in the show anymore. Yeah, this didn't know? happen. Uh, it literally, it, it actually loses artists' money so much in, in Winnipeg. It really sucks. It's not the audience's fault. It's just the way that they built that system. We also got, like, we got a beautiful venue. Okay? Which we got venue? the art gallery, which is oh, beautiful, yeah, nice. but it's not in that immediate oh, vicinity, yeah, so people had to hop onto a bus yeah, to get oh, out there. Oh, so terrible. And we're like a two-person, yeah. we were a two-person sketch troupe yeah. playing to a theater of 300 yeah so that that actually sucks too like i mean it's just it is again the lottery of getting into the fringe is the yeah. first step and then yes. it's the lottery of the venue is the second step yeah i don't know that we've talked about that on the podcast nope. before oh i should talk about this actually can i just say my tips yes Please. That's say great. you say you have a well sprung. You need a well sprung floor. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Means that you'll get a theater venue. Okay. Because they won't give you a well sprung floor. Means you're doing movement. Okay. Dance or whatever. So they have to give you a venue that would suit a theater. As opposed to. As opposed to like a bar or, or like a concrete floor. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any venue that has a concrete floor, but. They won't give you the concrete floor. <laughs> um, also, the other thing is just ask for the venues, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, if you don't know the the city, talk to friends and say, like, which venues do you recommend? Right. List your top three. It was crazy. I think, because uh, I had done Winnipeg and then I did Toronto, I got the Tarragon, Maine in Toronto, Ooh. which was crazy. That's great. And it was wonderful. Yay. Like, uh, I don't yeah. think I've ever been to the main space. I've only ever been, like, upstairs. To, upstairs, yeah. yeah. Like, that main space is gorgeous. And it's just, like, I was like, I'm a solo show. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I was really worried about it. It's the only well-sprung stage in the city. <laughs> <It's> totally. <laughs> yeah. But it actually worked in my favor. Like, people nice. know that venue. People know yeah. that venue. So they'll go to mm, that venue. Absolutely. They'll spend the entire day up there, They will. Right? They'll just watch show after show after so, show. So, yeah. yeah. Like, that worked out really well. So that's my couple tidbits. That's smart. About venues. Because I think they're really crucial I mean, I sort of, this is the thing about Edmonton, too. They really encourage BYOVs, which is bring your own venue. I, you know. Sort of bring a venue, what? (laughs) So basically, if you don't get into the regular lottery, you can bring your own venue. Like, you can literally talk to another venue Uh that's not a part of the fringe. Yeah, bar or whatever. And I'm going to do my show here. Yeah, I'm going to do my show here. All right. You still have to pay some sort of crazy, it's not a huge fee. But it's le- it's less than the regular lottery, but it's but still a fee. Still so a fee to get into the festival, and then you would still have to pay mm-hmm. your tech, and yeah. you would probably have to yeah. pay the bar to yeah. be able to have your show there. Yeah, so I, I mean, imagine, yeah, a bunch of additional costs. The one thing that people do like about that, though, is you can do like eleven shows, right. which is exhausting, but you can potentially make a lot of money. Right. And I know a lot of like veteran fringe artists, like TJ or Gem Rolls or Gem Rolls, I, man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, been been on the circuit for a long time. Yeah. And they do a BYOV in Edmonton. They sometimes even do a BYOV in Winnipeg. And they kill it. They yeah. really do. They really kill it. And, I, I mean, my friend Crystal Bartelzi did a she BYOV. She's a teacher. Oh, that's so cute. I remember, yeah. She's a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she did BYOV as well. Like, I mean, potentially you could do very well, mm-hmm. right? Like, you could, like what can you spend like you could spend like 1500 but then you'll make like i don't know 10 grand right right so we should put on again, a friend show to make money right <laughs> <laughs> don't do it <laughs> I, I like this idea no like but, burning money <laughs> yeah it's um which is funny because that's what they do in winnipeg mm. press money yes what oh, do you mean? Mint. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was like what oh yeah that's right <laughs> you're right um yeah, no, I know. Like, I I love the French. It's it's really weird. Like, I haven't done it for a couple of years now. I think since 2013 I haven't done it. And, I mean, I don't miss touring, though. It's, That's the weird thing. I, it was really exhausting. Yeah. yeah. You know, I when I started doing my shows for curated festivals or, like, they would just book my show... It was luxurious and wonderful, and I was like, I want all experiences to be like this. <laughs> right. 
the money's a little lower, but (laughs) but it's such a beautiful, relaxing experience. Because I, the one thing that I really struggle with is anxiety around performing that quickly. Right. You know, it's not 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 so much like the performance. That's part of it too, but it's like the, you know, you get so hyped up setting up your show and then tearing it down. You know what I mean? But uh, no, although I think back. The one curated show that I did, Pitch Blonde, I was pretty nervous. But it was, like, a really big venue. It was, like, a 350-seat venue. Okay. So I was just, like... And there was, like, a backstage hand. Like, wow. it was just really crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I felt, like, a little bit just nervous about the fact that I was doing it in that space. But then it ended up being, like, beautiful and wonderful. All like, right. I, I get myself hyped. Like, and it's this kind of weird reverse psychology where I get myself really hyped up. And, like... It's almost like psyching myself out and like, I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do it. Like almost a, a little bit of stage fright. Like it's not yeah. a lot, but it's like a little bit of nerves right? where I'm just like pacing and whatever. And it's, then once I'm out there, I'm just like flying. Oh, this is fine. Mm. But it yeah. sounds like, like typical performance anxiety, yeah, I right? I think so. It's funny though, because Chris, uh, is also like a musician. He never gets nervous. Chris, your My husband. husband. Yeah. Like he never gets nervous. What does but he do a, though? What does he do in the band? He's a guitarist. He's a guitarist. Okay, and he's in a band? Well, he was in a band. I mean, like, he's now doing something completely different, but I think he went to Berklee School of Music in Boston, so he's he's virtuoso guitar player. Ah. I feel like like it's different if you're in, like, a a group of other people, whereas if you're just there on your own and it's the whole story. And there's something different about music versus your words. Exactly. Like, he can express himself through the play. Like, it's... It is different. Like, he's so confident playing. Okay. It's unbelievable. And when you, like, he plays behind his head, it's, like, really hard. <laughs> awesome. I love it so much. But, but you can't, like, speak words behind your head. You no, know exactly. I mean? He <laughs> can't do that and, or like, sing, you? like, like yeah. a power ballad about stars. But, um, so, yeah. So now you've got to move to the States. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And you're looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it's going to be... I'm really not looking forward to Trump. Like that's oh like, god, He's I'm not like really win. worried I about hope that. He no, that would be terrible. Like, come on. I know we can all be like, uh, come on, but I'm actually like somewhat worried. Like, worried, like yeah. Okay, so Dan watches like CNN, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, and it's yeah. There's like a legitimate amount of people who are behind this guy. Like no. It's terrifying. Well, no, it's a yeah. psychotic fringe, and then maybe another 10% on top of that. So you're looking at 20%. Then people voting Republican just because it's the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but like, he's he's kind of split that party as well. Definitely. So I think, but, like, but the Speaker of the House just, like, support or endorsed know, him. how like, hard was that to get that endorsement? That was ridiculous. But still, it still happened. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's happening reluctantly, but it's happening. The Speaker is Republican, though, isn't he? Yeah, so. Yeah, but, so that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they kind of have to back him, right? Because, right. like, they can't. Well, they have no choice. The candidate, there's no right? choice. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because they've painted themselves so far over to the right. They have, really, this time around. <laughs> Which is funny, because I don't so see... crazy. Trump isn't a right winger. No. He's not. It's funny, because, like, Hillary's going to get those moderate Republicans, yeah. 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 ironically yeah. enough. And I heard through the rumor mill that Jed Bush's people are backing her, like, financially. Well, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I wouldn't surprise me, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, when you think about it. When you think but about she it. is very centrist. Oh, know she I mean? totally yeah. is, yeah. Totally. She is kind of a Republican, like in my opinion. Like mm. a lot of it, there was there was a petition for her to run as a Republican <laughs> candidate, which I thought was hilarious. I was like, what? holy shit, she could actually win. <laughs> I mean, like, well, really. she'd win as anyone now. Like, yeah. But yeah, no, I know. Um, yeah, even just like the political system in the states is so yeah. crazy compared to up here too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We did have Rob Ford though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We've had we've made our mistakes, Harper. Come on, like for oh, years. We've made yeah. those mistakes yeah. a lot. Yeah. A lot. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to seeing my husband. Love you, Chris. Say that eight hundred <laughs> times. Wait a minute, this just happened. <laughs> We're stuck in a loop. <laughs> yeah. But we kind of, yeah, we want to we want to move back out west, be closer to family, okay. um, but probably more stateside. Because Chris Seattle's has to, awesome. yeah, yeah, I'm Portland. like Portland, yep. Stay weird. We're thinking about 
like outside of Portland actually. Cool. Um, it has to. I told him the requirements are like there needs to be a couple theaters near where we are that I feel like confident to be kind of associated with or like even mm. try to figure out work with. Like you know what I mean? Because I or just to see because I just feel like I can't be in. You know, in a non bum bum fark somewhere. <laughs> you know. But at the same time, I'm actually kind of excited about the adventure, too. Like, we could go some to some random state. Yeah. In, well, that's nice. You know. Like, we haven't had this conversation with, with guests uh, yet, but, like, part of part of the struggle at this yeah. point is when you're you're married now, right? Like, you just got married last, was it last year? Yeah, I got married in August. It's been a really rough year, actually. I'm not going to lie. It's been a weird year because I haven't been with, like, we, we've been together, living together, uh, since 2010. Okay. So, and then for him to go down to grad school, he's uh, studying to be a speech language pathologist oh, now. Cool. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm super proud of him, but it's a very intense program and he kind of can't, like I have to go down. He, he, he can, can't come here. He can't yeah. really come back up. Got too much stuff on the go. Yeah. Got too much stuff on the go. It's, it's, it's hard, right? Like I'm you're sure. kind of, I was like living in a cockroach-infested apartment in September, I left. Ugh. I was, like, in between houses. I was, like, what am I, 17? Like, right. what's going on? I'm married. What's <laughs> happening? And so, and it's been, like, yeah, it's been a challenging year. Like, some other family stuff has come up, and it's just, it's, like, suddenly I turned 30, and everything kind of hit the fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. So. That's what it's there like, for. Oh. It's, like, it's yeah. not just about, like, your personal journey with yeah. the art that you're trying to pursue you, yeah this is when you've got to start including other people family yeah husbands which i guess is family yeah, yeah. And, and that sort of complicates yeah things right yeah wait till yeah. kids happen Ugh. i'm actually really excited about kids yeah well I'm, i really want a baby boy that's all i got that's uh, patriarchy I got. what come on <laughs> he'll be a feminist baby boy okay perfect yeah. <laughs> um i can't wait how long is your husband's grad program? He's done uh, December 2017. I'm okay. also comp- contemplating going to grad school for creative writing. Ooh, okay. Which would be fun. Um, uh, where at? Well, I guess wherever. I think on the West Coast. Yeah, okay. it would be on the West Coast. Um, yeah, more inspiration out there. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just, like, I literally, my eye, like, I just get, like, uh, scratchy eyes when I smoke pot. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, you're supposed to do some visine traditionally. Yeah, I think so. Oh, are you? You get the red eyes. Yeah, that's a yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't have to do that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, yeah, so that's been, like, the year. It's been really, really hard, actually. I've been, like, the struggle has been felt this year. So I don't, and I'm like, what's next? What next? What's going to happen next? Um, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that things will work out and we'll, I'll move down there. We'll, I'll be there at least for the next year and then we'll move out. And once you're back together, it helps because you're a team again. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like I realize like we really work well together. Yeah. We live well together. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, I mean, little things come up but honestly we and we both have said this we really miss living together Aww. you know and and that's huge oh i God. think you know when you're living you know transient and you're with random roommates and stuff like that i mean they're fine and everything but they're not your partner right yeah you know and that's and it's been it's been really isolating here like i don't have any other family here right they're all on the west coast so I'm actually going out to the West Coast in uh, like a week and a half because I just felt like I needed recharge your family battery. Yeah, I needed to kind of reconnect. You know, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, and that's the thing. Like I, I love Toronto. I really love Toronto. I could have seen myself living here for the rest of my life, uh, but I, I get that people have to sort of somewhat go back to where they're from. Mm. You know, especially when your parents are getting older and you're like. Yeah, like, this, and, and that's why I feel like everybody who I've met here, they're like, oh, yeah, my parents in, like, Orangeville or right. Belleville or whatever, they're close by. Mm-hmm. So it works really well for them, but I, I just don't have that luxury. Right. So It's a challenge. Yeah. 
big country. Oh, that's cool. I'm kind of glad I'm back in Toronto because it was really far in Ottawa, and that was yeah. and that was still within the same province. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. like still took me eight hours to get down to to visit family. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's yeah, that's like a flight. You mm-hmm. know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. To to Vancouver or to Victoria and or Edinburgh. Cheaper, no, <laughs> right, exactly. What's that? I was in Edinburgh for oh, about eight years. Wow. Like, so, yeah. Oh, so wow. She's a bit far away from her folks yep. and stuff, yeah. It's hard. It's never, like, it's not easy. Like No, you know, right? Uh, and that's what we're trying to highlight, right? Yeah. That's why it's yeah. a constant struggle. Constant struggle. But they're all things that we have to sort of go through, right? Yeah, like, yeah it's definitely. called life. It is yeah, called life. Yeah, definitely. But it's, um, yeah, I don't know, like... A lot of times when you hear, like, success stories of people, it's just, like, you don't see this kind of background behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because the culture kind of glorifies the victories and stuff Exactly. And that's the thing that we don't actually talk about. And, I mean, I'm writing a new solo-slash-trio show about finding work. Right. We don't talk about the luck that's involved. Yeah, yeah. The you know? timing, right? Just timing. being in the right place yes. at the right time. Totally. So For any the, sort of profession. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So much of the narrative is like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah. and yeah, you yeah. just don't want it hard and it's all bullshit. Yeah. It's a lot of the time it's the connections, your network. You yeah. mentioned this before too, but it's the gatekeepers. It's who's holding the, yeah. who's at the uh, at the door letting people in. Yeah. And, and it helps know. if you know them. Even if you know them, you know, like, Sometimes, of your work and, yeah mm-hmm. sometimes if you know them it's the weirdest thing and like dan said this before uh and he's like if you have like a casting agent and you're going mm-hmm. for an audition mm-hmm. and the casting agent looks at you and he and you remind him of some bully he had in high school oh, you're, yeah then you're screwed you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. or if you said something to somebody in some room once and they're yep. friends with such and such yep then Both. you know people are yeah. gonna hold that's that against like you yeah. you I don't, that's the thing about karma. Like, I really think you should try your best to be friendly with people. Like, be good to people. I mean, because like, if everyone good. did that, it would be really great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had some bad situations. I mean, I had one actor not pay me when what? I directed them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to talk about that because it was really, really yeah. a strange How situation. How did you handle that? I broke his I was, legs. I well the thing the thing <laughs> I that I kick, some bones. <laughs> always do a contract because I yes. it was the one time I didn't and she ironically was an equity actor so I thought oh we're on the same page and it just did not work out I, and I I feel like okay had we just done the contract and had she not wanted to sign it I would have walked away from the project yeah exactly right? so it was it was really disheartening. But I took that as an experience that I learned from, and I was like, okay, I'm walking away from this person. I'm never going to see this person again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only, like, if anybody asks me about this person, I'm going to only be honest about it. Yeah. And ironically, it hasn't really come up, and that's good, and I've never really had to meet that person again. So yeah, it's, it's been a kind of weird symmetry that way. It's like, well, well it's not that you're walking around shit-talking, or you're just no, like, no, is, it's like, this is what happens is my experience with this person. Exactly. Yeah. So, but it's never had to be an issue, which is nice, actually. Yeah. Like, I can just move past it. But, um, yeah, it was a really big revealing thing, and I was like, you know what? Never going to have that happen again. Smart. Um, I will always do a contract, even if it's a like measly amount whatever yeah um smart though yeah it's just it's it's so rough and like you know yeah it's just uh it's just all part of the course you know for sure yeah i'm often surprised when people don't ask me for like invoices or that you know what i mean like that kind of stuff what do you mean for what for like if i ask people for work for them to do work for me and they're not like oh well are you sure you're going to pay me for this? You know what I mean? Like, especially, oh, like, I'm thinking, like, yeah. graphic artists. Oh, of course. Or, oh. Yeah, of yeah, course. Like well, yeah, yeah. For, the, for this, do you mean the guy that did the thing for this show and then he's done other stuff for you as well? That, well, yeah, yeah. Like, if that's all verbal agreements, eh? Well, I guess it's all, and it's, a lot of it is done on Facebook now, so I guess yeah. it's all kind of in writing anyway. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know. I think generally people trust each other. Yeah. I have had people invoice me about stuff. Like, it's great. Actually, it's good. Like, Especially if you do your taxes. You I just hold me accountable, yeah. I totally, I totally claim that. Like, yeah. I totally claim everything, you know? Right. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever had an issue. No. <laughs> no? Uh, no? She's confirming it for <laughs> She's you. <trying> to <laughs> yeah, I've never had an issue. With... Luckily, people, like, are pretty good. 
as a like have you ever had an issue where like you paid somebody for something and they never delivered on it or my dinner last night at milestones <laughs> hey oh <laughs> yeah it sucks i'm done with that place now oh, no. oh maybe it's just bellinis. the one in mississauga oh, their bellinis are so, so good. good their prime rib come don't on. care i'm done why do i have to give them a break three times now like everyone... it's the one in mississauga all right i well. think it's that one for me it's just coordinating people mm. and that's the most difficult thing oh maybe people not showing up people not showing up people yeah. showing up late People right. not respecting your time. Right. That's the kind of stuff that drives me bananas, Sam. I feel weird about the not showing up on time just because Toronto is such a logistical nightmare to get anywhere on time. For sure. But if it's, like, consistent. Con- oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of stuff that... Oh, that's that's the thing. I mean, I honestly, like, getting anywhere in the city and saying, oh, I'm going to meet you at such it's and such. A just shoot. Actually, it's, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> it's a crapshoot. Assume it's like, yeah, there's a half-hour window. One way think, or the other. And I think that that's fine. Like, everybody knows that. Like, even if I'm a little bit late at work, they just understand that it's yeah. so... Me too, and I work 10 minutes but, like, what I've been noticing, though, that I'm not in love with is the flakiness, you know? Yes. And, I mean, even even when I am a flake, I hate myself. <laughs> but but I, I, I try my best so hard. It's, it's, it is a hard city, though, because there's so much going on. All the time. All the time. Yeah. In any given day, you could be seeing, and not even just comedy. Like, for me, it's mostly comedy, but you've got comedy, the comedy world, the theater world, theater world the, yeah. like, I'm sure you have, like, other writing kind of stuff. Or do you ever go to this inference thing? I, you know what? Every single month I miss it, and I'm so annoyed. That's okay. I've been there for you. (laughs) I've been going every month. Okay. (laughs) I just, I need to go real bad because I, what have I been working on film and TV-wise? I mean, I wrote my first comedy spec. Cool. What was was it? Sensitive Skin, ironically enough, which is the Kim Cattrall show. With, All uh, right. I love that show so much, so I wrote an episode for that. Was that on Netflix, or was it on... Uh, I can't remember. I think I watched it on HBO Canada. Okay. Uh, they had a couple of... Well, I think they had most, most of the episodes on the website. I can't remember. I can't remember how I saw it all, but I love, love, love <laughs> it. Love that show. Oh, man. I haven't even watched it. It's really interesting. Who the heck is... Um, I'm totally blanking on the actor's name. Oh, it's going to bug me. Um, but yeah, he's he's incredibly funny. Uh, him and Bob Martin. Like, Bob Martin writes for the show. Bob Martin's like a Second City alumni. Okay, yeah. And, like, a prolific writer, in my opinion. Uh, wrote Drowsy Chaperone. Okay, like, yeah. I think co-wrote Drowsy Chaperone. But yeah. Oh my goodness. Love, love, love. And um, yeah, so I wrote that. I'm going to submit it to a writing agent so we'll see how it goes Um, so you just have your spec and you just submit it like that yeah and what's your goal there i mean i would like to have a conversation that's my my big thing like even if they're like look you're a little green right now here's some thoughts about what your path should be or whatever that's all i'm asking like it's not like represent me necessarily right because i don't even know if i'm there yet right you know but I think I would love to get some advice. And I, I've written my first draft of my pilot. Oy, that was that was a hard experience. But uh, I did it actually at Second City. They do an original pilot, uh, pilot class. Oh, cool. Who's the oh, teacher? Cool. Uh, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Mulbray, I think is his name. Okay. He's, uh, he used to, like, he was in con at okay. Second City. And then he went to the Canadian Film Center oh, and cool. trained. Uh yeah, I really liked him as a teacher a lot. I, I think the class is great, but honestly, Bruce Perry's class... Am I t- saying his last name right? Yeah, Bruce. Perry. yeah, okay, Peary, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Perry. Um, he, uh, he taught the the spec class for established sitcoms. Oh, cool. And honestly, that was a phenomenal class. Mm. Good. Yeah, and so that's how Bruce I got those two. Bruce is a great two. teacher. He's a really good teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... He stopped in for one class at Humber. Yeah. When Robin Duke was away on tour. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I learned so much in just that one class. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What was he teaching? It was, uh, it was a script writing, or it was a sketch comedy writing class. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we were working on radio plays, which was really cool. Oh, fun. Great. Yeah, so he was reviewing our radio he's, plays. He's lovely. Us. Like, very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Smart guy. Smart. Yeah. Super smart. Yeah, and I felt like I actually gained the most from that class in terms of the quality of my work. Cool. 
I mean, not to say that, like, Andrew wasn't good at what he did. I didn't always find the notes elevated my script further. I mean, they did and they didn't. Like, uh, the part of the problem is with an established show, you can just, there's so many things you can kind of fall back on. Right. Versus with, uh, like, an original show, like, you're making up the world as you go. You're setting that up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So you've taken a bunch of classes at Second City. I have. Like, and, like, mostly writing, I... I auditioned a couple times for Con, but I, like, the first time I did a really good audition, and I apparently almost got in, but did not get in. Uh, and then the second time, I actually, like, it, I knew I bombed it. Like, uh, it was just not a very good audition, okay. so. Yeah, but I was like, but then I, you know what, I just went, I don't really like sketch. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> but, like, I just, I'm not into sketch. I'm not really into what they do at the main stage. Like, right, if that's not your, probably it's not, not my either. MO, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I feel like... And I get why people want it on their resume and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I just know that it's not, it would never be for me. You have other stuff on your resume anyway, you know? like Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, I just, I applaud anybody who does it. Right. I'm, I have no, uh, am I, is reverence the right word? But like, <laughs> I have no, I have no ambition towards that. Like, yeah. I get the people who do, I really do. And I think that it can be amazing. Like, I, I you know, some of the sh- Chicago shows yeah. from, like, the 90s are, like... Right, like, they oh, change, they sort of change the whole scene, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, and I was like... And can I just plug this one sketch comedy duo from Please. Bellingham, Washington? <laughs> they're called the Cody River Show. Okay. They're, I mean, I don't think they're performing anymore, but they literally changed my mind on how I thought about sketch comedy oh, in cool. general in terms of live performance they are amazing mm. amazing like they, they had no transitions they had no blue uh. line it was all just one light or lighting transitions huh and i loved it it was it, and was, it was different sketches or was it like yeah, a different different narrative. sketches okay. So, like, they would break one one part, and then they would suddenly be, like, starfishes in an aquarium. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and, it was, and it was, like, them being starfishes in an aquarium, but at the same time, they're the kid and the dad looking at the starfishes. Whoa. It was crazy. <laughs> Mind funny. Blown. And then they would, like, break, and they would start hand-massaging audience members and giving them a survey. <laughs> like, it was, it was one of the most memorable fringe shows I've ever seen, and I was like, okay... I don't care what I see after this. Like, I've seen so many good sketch comedy shows, don't get me wrong, like TV or what otherwise, but this was the best. Cool. Honestly. It yeah. sounds like, yeah, they, they really sort of bend... Uh, genre bend the form. Bent the form, right? And I mean, when you can, like, reach yeah. out and talk to the audience, break that fourth yeah. wall, add some totally. elements of clown to it. Yeah, definitely. And I mean... Like, Tony Ho's another yeah. great example of amazing they're sketch. They're so bizarre. Lo- and their videos are amazing. Oh, and so like, good. yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, and, you know, Get Some's a really good example. They're so of, strong. Their stuff is, that's what I wish the main stage was. Honestly. Like, I really do. Like, the audience would like be a, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's so, it's more modern. It's like taking, like, the Second City, like, this was like, that's, I feel like this is what they're aiming for right yeah. this sort of younger mm-hmm. but they also permit themselves to be a bit more silly get some you yes. know what i mean like all oh, that one because one of the guys on the main stage with um marty oh no no marty tops uh stand up who's in get some Do you mark little yes mark yeah. little they did Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the Tagoma Dome, but then they went through every day of the week. It's like Monday, Monday, Monday. It's closed for part of the day. Like, but they would say it in unison, and it was, and then like they're like, it's a dog show. It's a dog crazy dog show. And I was, I was crying laughing. It was a huge variety too of people yeah. in their troop, yeah. like East Coast, West Coast, yeah. Ontario. BC, people, yeah. BC people, like, mm-hmm. uh, some of them write for 22 minutes, not like, isn't Peter from Peter and Chris is in there too? Yeah, uh, or Chris, Chris and Peter, uh, actually. Chris from Peter and Chris, sorry. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> I Chris, had a 50% shot. Yeah, Chris and Peter both went to my university, they were oh, cool. a year younger than me. Those guys are great. They're so great. I've, I've had really great people, I know really great people, I have, what am I saying? <laughs> They're um, all mine. Um, like, you know, Sam Mullins went to my oh, university. Yeah. My friend Ingrid Hansen's an amazing, prolific actor. Like, there's so many people out of the West Coast that have done some pretty cool stuff. And, like, ironically from UVic, too. Like, 
kind of have become Benny and Lakami's, and it's so And they all go to Bad Dog, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> random. Yeah, so random. Yeah. That's cool. So what's, uh, what's, you're moving to the States? Yep. Yep. What's um, next? What's next? What's, what are you taking to survive this next year until you, uh... <sighs> like, a lot of... <laughs> I was gonna say a lot of alcohol, a lot of wine, a lot of wine. Um, no, I think, I think once I'm closer with my hubby, it'll be a totally different story. That was such a fun story that you told at What If about. How oh you yeah, <laughs> that was really. I had a great time telling that story. I actually want to do it again. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. I mean. I don't forlay into storytelling. Like, I, for the longest time, I actually was pretty uncomfortable telling any stories about my life. But then I started to, and then I kind of was like, oh, this isn't actually so bad. This is just another form of writing that I'm, you know. I think I've, in the past, when I've tried to do it, I've I've asked friends for advice, and I'd felt really, really self-conscious about it, but now I'm not as self-conscious, so... That's probably part of the whole turning yeah. 30 thing, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, just get it out there. Just get it out there. <laughs> just air it out. Just do whatever you want, but yeah. I mean, I'm certainly not, like, you know, seeking out storytelling events, right. per se, but, you know, if something comes up, I, I do like doing it, yeah. It's fun. There's some yeah. fun There's some fun to storytelling. Mm-hmm. But I, like, yeah, I'm still, like, I'd rather do a stand-up set. Right, you know exactly, I mean? yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, so, like, big question mark is, like, yeah, when when do I go down? Um, yeah. And then, like, what's that going to be all yeah. like? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll follow up yeah. when, when you're down there and yeah. we'll see what the story, what the situation's like in Syracuse. Oh, my God. Uh, Wait, did I get it right this time? Yeah, no, Syracuse. No, you got, you got it right. No, the reason why I groaned is because, like, you know. Syracuse is such a hole. But there's basketball there. True. The yeah. is in the house. That's true. Actually, it's funny. It's like a really, really big sports place. Mm. Yeah. And the fields are like so pristine. It's the most pristine part of Syracuse are the, those fields. <laughs> the like sports fields. Yeah. And, and you like every, everything else you're like, am I, where am I? It's like you're Triple in Triple A baseball. Oh, and then and they have the biggest, the big, like the sixth biggest mall in the states. What called Destiny USA? It's wow. its own town. <laughs> I wanted I mean, to write a, I wanted to write a solo show. Now that like, if I'm Destiny down there, USA sounds like an amazing title. Yeah, for a show. Miss, Miss Destiny USA. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much. You're welcome. We look forward to hearing how how everything turns out. Yeah, it sounds like you're in a real like transitory phase yeah it's a big transitory phase (laughs) not like the bathroom type but like (laughs) (laughs) right and you could just go wherever you want at this point right yeah at this point (laughs) i can pee wherever i want (laughs) right at the moment the toronto's bathrooms are your oyster they are they're always life yeah (laughs) so is life well thanks again oh i loved it thank you yay yay struggle (laughs) on